Steven, it's a new year. It's 2022. And I've got a big, fat, juicy wish that it's going to be a year full of fulfillment here on You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. What do you think? I've got a big old sauce-drenched wish myself just slapped on my plate here in front of me. And I'm going to dig in to a whole nother year of You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. It's going to be a big year full of winding down our rewatch of Community and moving on to whatever comes next for us and to be a part of it with us. There's so many ways to show your support. We've got a big old warm pool here for you. Come on and slip on your skibbies and slide down the ladder and dive in. How how can they get in this pool, Zach? If you put your toe in the water and it feels fine and you want to get waist deep, come join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. It's the way to support this show and to help us move it forward as we move into the future. It's also the way to get more of us every week with our live pre-show every week. You can't just a pre-show and all kinds of Patreon exclusive content coming all the time, Steven. We'd love for you to support us on Patreon, but you can also hang out with us free of charge over on Twitter at You Can't Disappod. We are also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast. And we're on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show, You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. Also, if you would like to be a part of the show every week, you can email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com. To be a part of next week's podcast, write us in your trivia, your favorite funny moment, and your episode MVP for next week's episode of Community, and we'll read it out loud on the show. If you like what we do here, leave a review wherever you leave reviews about podcasts. Yeah, maybe like... The Sharper Image product review site. Leave us a review there. There's uh, like a box full of sticky notes at my post office. Write a review and leave it there. I hope you guys are jumping on board with us and you're ready to traverse 2022 with me and Steven. What do you say? Let's rip our way into another episode if you can't disappoint a podcast. Cannonball! <laughs> I'll put like a big <laughs> splat. <laughs> There is no story. Everything's a story, Jeff. Getting out of bed is a story. Certainly, this is a story. I mean, start with the study room. We're content. I'm concerned. Skip the fruit matching stuff. Dean enters with the insurance appraiser story. Call. Refusal. You're literally dragging me across a threshold demanding there be no story, which puts me into a whole new world that I'm going to have to adapt to. We have to do it by yourself. Please. Okay? Because if this appraisal is a story, that means we're in trouble. And we are not in trouble. Because if we are... No more stories. Ta-da. So... We'll see you later. After no story. No story. So be it. Let the lack of story... Uh, how did you get in here? <laughs> how did you get in my house? Take I, Lily. They're, they're after us, Zach. The kid. <laughs> Take Lily. <laughs> I just obliterated my pop filter. Don't touch the ween poster. Take Lily. Take Lily. Not my autographed Michael J. Fox photo. <laughs> I actually, if I were going to steal anything from your house, it would be that. Really? Well, yeah. it says to Zachary on it, so good I can luck. be Zachary for Michael J. Fox.
All right. Well, hi everybody. This is a podcast, isn't it? It's heyo. Welcome to the show, everybody. Congratulations. Another week. Congratulations, guys. You get to listen to us (laughs) again. Welcome to the show. Welcome to You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. We're very glad you're here. Hi, everybody. I'm Zacky Zacky Loves Computers More Than Women's Butts or Hooters. Wow. Nice. I'm Steven. That's all I got. That's all you got, huh? I got nothing for this one. And welcome to the show, everybody. We got to start off the program by shouting out our $10 and up patrons over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Those are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Taylor Ace, Planeswalker Prez, and Brian Thurman. That's right. You heard it here, guys. Patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast, home of Brokeback Bebop, you can't disappoint show, and that Steven anime podcast that that first episode's <laughs> gonna drop just any you know, day now. I actually, and this this can be in or not, Zach, I but care. I think I figured out what I want to do. We're always in, bro. What? I think I figured out what I want to do for that anime podcast. Okay, so you're a little it. late. What? Because <laughs> we can add it. There's still okay. time. Sure. I'm gonna show you one episode. Of a of weird anime. That I, I have like. to be in it now? Yeah. <laughs> Every time? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's At least fun. some of the time. Most of yeah. the time. I guess I could do one where I show Danny something weird that I like, but Danny likes some of the weird stuff I like. So I'm in if I can be in it like half of the time. Okay, deal. Or like once a month or something. That sure, you fun. think I'm going to do it more than once a month? Well, if it's a once a month thing, I'll absolutely do it. Yeah, because I, I like do doing the stuff that others. we're doing once a week that I want to keep doing. So mm-hmm. I don't want to commit to doing another thing all the time. I'll do that once yeah. a month, sure. Especially once we're done with Cowboy Bebop and we're doing mm-hmm. something not anime. That could yeah. be our little anime thing. I like give it. give Steven a little bone to run with. I like it. I need. Well, it. now I don't know if we've started the podcast or not. Because we, we started that... the podcast. I just welcome to the show, everybody. We've also got to shout out our <laughs> community. Papa, that is at Communities on Twitter, your home for all kinds of community fan content, for keeping it all circulating. If there's any, if there's literally any bit of news, if anyone ever says anything with the word community in it, communities will find it, and if you follow them, you will see it. So they're the ones to follow. They're the ones. They're the do- they're the they're the top dogs at yeah. the pound. Yeah, and they will pound your heart. Yeah, they sure will. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I, funny because Communities and Pound are in my top Pornhub searches. <laughs> <laughs> I love so it thanks, when Dad. our when our community daddy embraces his inner silverback and just yeah. starts beating on his chest and yeah. making the Tarzan yells. All I heard was beaten. <laughs> <laughs> we are here again for, I think, our 96th episode of Community to Talk wow. About. We're here to get into it. Steven, I'm glad to be here with you. How have you been this week? It's been a full week since I... It's been pretty much... I mean, maybe I texted you a couple times, but it's been a full yeah, week we since I've talked to, to talk to you. I kind of forgot about you. It was nice. But how you been? In, in the, I just assume that whenever uh, you aren't on my Zoom screen, that you just kind of... <laughs> dissolve into the air <laughs> and reapparate whenever you know like i get a get a halfy basically <laughs> that's pretty much what happens every I, I time a bell dancing rings. has something to do with it but yeah um, yeah i so uh, how's it's your been week good then? you know been Just getting back to work more that's good training the new staff members very season nine of scrubs vibes very much so everyone's quitting 
<laughs> going off to direct movies. Yeah. Well, cool. Watching anything good? I see uh, you yes, still actually, seen the Bob's for, Burgers movie. Thanks for asking. Yeah. I uh, just finished the anime that corresponds to one of my favorite manga of all time called Welcome okay. to the Ballroom. It's the ballroom Oh, yeah, dance I've heard anime. you talk about that one. Really, really good. I it's really not liked about it. a ball pit. It's not, unfortunately. <laughs> that, that is I Welcome to the Ball Pit, uh, which does exist. There's an an- if, if if you can think of it, there's a, there's an anime for it. There's um, also Welcome to the Balls Room. <laughs> that's, that's, a about, that's, a, that's about the shower room in a public pool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bunch of, Actually, there is uh, an anime that just came out on Netflix about uh, Roman bathhouses. So... You're you don't know how right you are. <laughs> and what have you been watching? Do they fuck? Do they fuck in the ballroom? Uh, no, they they dance <laughs> and they they cry a lot and okay. they smile and make like faces that are really intense. Is that what um, being in dancing is really like? Honestly, it's pretty close. Do you cry a lot. Uh, I did cry a lot. Uh, at the show and the manga. It's only twenty four episodes. Uh, but I've also uh, just watched Knives Out. Oh, the, I've never seen Knives Out. I liked it. I thought it was I know good. It, it was got a lot of buzz. I need to see it. It was not exactly what I expected, but it was really enjoyable. Jamie Lou Cordes, friend of the show, sword. Jamie Lou Cordes was here. <laughs> she was there watching it with you. Yeah, she's not in Knives Out, but she was there to watch it with you. <laughs> well, both. She was. She was. She was like my uh, behind she the scenes first commentary grip on Knives Out. <laughs> Jamie Lou Cordes. <laughs> Jamie Lou Cordes. Uh, no, I didn't see Knives Out. I know I need to, but you know that's always bad when you hear really anything about a movie mm-hmm. if you go in thinking anything other than like i hope i enjoy this i haven't heard much about it i feel like you're a little tainted by expectations well my only expectation was because i love the clue movie and i was thinking it was going to be similar to that which it yeah. kind of is but it also is is different enough that it, it was good yeah there's like gonna it. be a second one what do you think about that interesting did you not know about that no they keep they there have been some casting updates where there's even more crazy big names that the second one's gonna have. Well, that's cool. I but like it's that. still like Daniel Craig, another adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a different. Okay, cool. I like that a lot. Then. I think so, at least. I nice. I like well, Daniel Craig a lot more in that kind of role than I do as James Bond. I don't. I care have for not him as seen Bond. a single James Bond film. Really? But you I watched like Die Another Day with Halle Berry. I feel people really like Daniel Craig as James Bond. Well, he's not my type of Bond. I like a suave, cunning James Bond that's like smart. He's Connor. like a, I'll beat everybody you in like a up. James Bond that's not afraid to hit a woman across Exactly. No, I, I, I do like Sean Connery. I, I, I really actually like Pierce Brosnan a lot. Okay. Roger Moore. Is it worth it? Should I? I haven't seen a second of it. Should I just be outside of that circle? Yeah. Or should I step inside? Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? I shouldn't. It's not the, worth it. Because here's the thing uh-huh. the James Bond movies aren't actually. I should have seen them as a kid. That good. The old, I should have seen old ones as a kid. Yeah, right? they're campy. Yeah. They're I like, like camp. Yeah. You're saying I don't like camp? I'm saying that I think you would like the older ones. I think if you watch some of the ones, like the one where, De- where Denise Richards is the Bond girl and her name mm-hmm. is Christmas Snow, mm-hmm. I think that one maybe you can skip. You know, I, <laughs> I, I, but Michelle Yeoh's in a Bond movie. Watch that one. What absolutely sucks is, you know, I'm the type of person that if I'm ever gonna watch one, I'm gonna, gonna have watch to start all. with the first one, and I'm probably Ooh. not gonna like it that much and never watch another one. The Spy Who, who Loved Me, Doctor No. One? I'm pretty Dr. sure Doctor No's no. good. Is That's that the one with Odd Job. Sean Connery? Uh, is he the first Bond? I th- 
he was not the first Bond, but who was first? Roger, Roger Moore, I think. Moore, Roger Moore, probably. Uh, really young Roger Moore. Young Roger Moore, yeah. Anything uh, else you want to talk about before we dive into the television program community, which there is just gobs to say about this just, week? Yeah, everybody just strap oodles in. and oodles. What a loaded episode of the program that we love to talk about today. <laughs> I don't think I have anything else really. No? Okay, well then let's do it. We're here to talk about the penultimate episode of Season 5, which is insanely nuts to me that next week we're going to do the season finale of Season 5. That doesn't feel right. It it's, never feels right. It feels so weird. Season. Someone someone literally asked me yesterday how the podcast was going. And you're like, and we're almost like, done. I was like, yeah, I have like two episodes of Season 5 left. It's weird. Yeah, it's crazy. And I keep... Before we dive into this episode, there's only two episodes of season five left. I love season five so much. I do. I'm upset because... It's not ending at its height. It's not ending at its height, and that's not to take away from what I like about G.I. Jeff, but G.I. Jeff is a step down for me from a lot of the other episodes. Not quite for me, but I can see how all of a sudden it's like a three-episode kind of slope. Yeah, which I I was so high on this season. I still am. Yeah. I Don't still... let it totally hurt you because when we go to the round table, think more about the first two thirds. I'll season. think about what the fuck I want to think about, <laughs> Zach. No, you'll think about what I tell you to think. To about. me, season five is basic story and basic story only. <laughs> yeah, I cannot well, separate to the gun. Today we are one action from a five, lifetime of work. Episode twelve. It is basic story. The episode was directed by Jay Chandrasekhar, who, shout out to the fine people of Communities who just got to have a conversation with Jay Chandrasekhar. Somebody just asked me, oh, have you ever seen uh, Beer Fest? Because he did that one. And right? you said, well, I have a podcast. No, I, I literally, I wanted that. to be like, well, actually, I uh, know someone who recently interviewed the director of that movie. Uh, so Jay, previously on Community, directed a ton. He directed The Great Mixology Certification, Intro to Political Science, Applied Anthropology and Culinary Arts, The First Chang Dynasty, Advanced Documentary Filmmaking. Then this season, he had already done Introduction to Teaching. And then next season, he does Basic Email Security, which he's also in, and Basic RV Repair and Palmistry he directs. And the episode was written by Carol Kolb, a first-time writer on the show, but next season she writes Advanced Safety Features. And she also was a writer and editor-in-chief for The Onion for a period of time, which is cool. Nice. And she wrote for a Kroll show, a Review, which is a criminally underrated Comedy Central show that mm-hmm. I love very much, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, nice. And this episode originally aired on April 10th, 2014. Let's do some trivia. Let's do it. I've got seven questions for you. I've got uh, six this week, so why don't you go okay. ahead and go okay. first, Zachy Poo. How many busted criminals does Hickey keep up with? Four? Five. Five. Damn. You were going to say it, so I'll kind of count it. Thank you That's for close. kind of counting it. Yeah. Um, what does Jeff love? Oh, my God. Um, I love that. Is it about that game that they're playing? I don't That's such a. That's such a fucking vague question. Okay. Scotch, Jeff says. Okay. It's, what, is that the line? I love scotch and. I don't know. Creeping on just. Do you have a guess? <laughs> Any questions? No, sir. Um, uh, it is Scotch and himself. He said he he okay. loves. Yeah, I'll give you half Ooh. for that. 
Well, you should because I got half of it right. <laughs> well, some questions, it's right or wrong, Zach. You ready for a f you question? I'm ready. How many crackers are on Soup Boy's plate? Six. Two. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who tells Abed to keep fighting the story? Abed with the beard? Yeah, correct. <laughs> I wish they called him Godbed. Also, we we haven't gotten to what we think about this episode yet, but gosh, what the that f was that that moment compared to the stuff that they did in basic or uh, virtual systems analysis, uh, not not quite equal to each other. Yeah. Um. What killed most of the roaches? The cafeteria food. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um. How many people die from being crushed from a vending machine each year? Is it six? It's six. Let me be one of the six. And five and, <laughs> and five, five of them, them are, are insurance inspectors. While really they're purposes. testing to see if it yeah. kill somebody. How many <laughs> gallons of liquefied horse meat? Over 400? 400,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a ton. It's a ton. Uh, whose song do they start playing when they find out Greendale <laughs> has value? Dude. <laughs> 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 that is one haw hee haw dave matthews <laughs> yeah you know i had a couple come into my dance studio like, <laughs> to get their first dance for their wedding and that and was, was their that song, song. And you were like am i in indiana again in my home i literally was like so why would you choose this and they were like because it's a great song and we love it <laughs> And I said, okay. And you were like, will that be in cash? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, more questions. What are Ronald's three findings when he says that it's a profitable asset? Um, They're not going to be in order, but the fire escapes lead to outside. (laughs) Fire exits go outside. That was really funny. Yeah. Uh... That was the one I laughed at, so I'm trying to... I'm going to give up. The three things were all fire exits lead outside. The gas leak has been repaired. Oh, yeah. And I liked this one. No new species have been found (laughs) in over a week. (laughs) That was funny. I liked that the week was the... um, What stores are the board members going to call? TJ Maxx. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know if I'm going to come up with the Who's her cousin? Who's TJ Maxx's cousin? AJ Maxx? (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a wrestler. Yeah, Marshalls. Was it Marshalls? Yeah, it was. Other people know about Marsh. People that make TV know about Marshalls. I guess. Huh. You Ooh. know what's funny is there's like a place in Chicago, like nearby uh, me, that has a TJ Maxx, a Marshalls, a Ross, and a Taco Bell, <laughs> and a Subway actually. Ooh, Subway. Eat fresh. Yeah. Any more? Okay. Yeah, I've got two more. Where? No. School- I, uh, any more answers to this question? No. Uh, the other no, one was Ben it. and Jerry's. Wait, I was answering your question. Yeah, what was Ben and J- oh the companies TJ no, Maxx, Marshalls, and Ben and Jerry's. Now I remember Ben and Jerry's because it was you don't need that one. Yeah. Um, where did all the school board guys go to college? Yale. Yeah. Fuck Yale. Okay. What did Harvard Yale do I to done. you? They're they're Harvard's rivals. Okay. Are you done? Do you have one more? I have one more. Uh, what does Chang write on his notepad? Tomato. Yeah, that was right. He's funny. hiding behind a giant tomato. <laughs> How many followers does Duncan have? 
32. 48. Ooh. And that's the trivia round, but don't worry. Don't you cry. Don't fret. Don't Here, cry come back for to me. Papa. Come back to Daddy. Just come right back in my safe, strong arms because okay. we've got some emails to read, don't we, Steven? Yeah, we've got three this week. Wowza, bowza. It's a big week for us. They all have the same subject line. I hope it's just the same email three times. Um, okay, our first one is from um, our good friend, Brandon. Hello, Brandon. Let's go. Uh, not really, part- though. I didn't mean it. I just can't not think it when I hear the name Brandon. Let's go. I don't get it. I don't want to explain it. I feel ashamed of myself. Can you explain it now? You are on. The, you put yourself on the spot here, Zach. Everybody gets it but you, though. Is that true? Let's go, Brandon. Is that from something? You don't... Uh, thank God you don't know that. That's like what all the alt-right people say. Oh. No, I You don't know that. about that at all? Uh-uh. Really? Really. That's like what... Like... Everybody has bumper stickers that says, let's go, Brandon. It's all over signs and everything. It means Joe Biden because there was like a racing event where it was on the news and like a newscaster was talking to a athlete Mm -hmm. and in the background, all the people in the stands were chanting Joe Biden. And the newscaster was like, look, they're yelling, let's go, Brandon, (laughs) which is which that is inherently funny. funny. But since then, all of the annoying MAGA people have, like, adapted Let's Go Brandon as, like, a catchphrase. Yikes. I tried to make a bad joke in relation to it. Now I just feel dirty all over and really sad Well, let's go, Brandon. Brandon. Let's see what you got to say So let's go and move on to Brandon's email. (laughs) Um, Hey, guys. Time for part one of the infamous two-part season five finale. Yes. (laughs) I think that the Abed storyline in this one, questioning if his life is a story, is Mm -hmm. downright awful. But the insurance appraiser, subway rep, and school board guys all have hilarious moments. For me, it suffers because it is just the first part of a two-part story with no conclusion, mm-hmm. where other two-part community episodes, Season 2 Paintball and The Pillow Blanket Fort, can each stand on their own since there are storylines that begin and end in each part of those episodes. I agree. Um, apparently, Dan and the writers were pressed for time on making this finale since they spent way too much time trying to work out the D&D episode from this season, and it shows in the worst way here. Definitely the weakest episode of a very good season. Also, it's strange but kind of nice to see Britta acting like her season one self at the end of the episode, as opposed to being the constant butt of jokes. I think the moment where she and Jeff panic agree to get married comes out of absolutely nowhere, but makes a lot of sense for their characters since they are at different stages of their lives than Annie and Abed and will probably have to settle for whatever Greendale has to offer at this point. It could be argued that it's out of character for Britta to agree so quickly, but I think they're both looking for something to take from their time at Greendale since they are assuming the rest of the group will go elsewhere once mm-hmm. the school sells. Sure. I I appreciate your insight there. I don't like that part. Um, we'll get to it later because yeah. it's I, I have thoughts for mm-hmm. sure. Trivia. What are the two sounds Hickey tells Starburns he will hear when he turns the happy Dave Matthews music back on? Me um, punching those, you twice. Punching you twice. Yeah. Um, the insurance appraiser. Oh, favorite funny moments. Thanks for sending in favorite funny moments too. Wow, they follow instructions. Uh, the insurance appraiser. 
um, trying to murder himself by having the vending machine topple him uh, as a safety test. Really, followed by the to, dean like, attempting. Got every angle on yeah, that thing. <laughs> followed by the dean attempting the same thing out of misery when the school is sold. That was pretty funny. Um, honorable mention to the subway rep correcting Annie on the types of breads they sell: Italian, wheat, honey, oat, etc., as opposed to white. And <laughs> Dean Abed and Annie's buried treasure dance. Yeah, Subway doesn't see the world through that lens. They don't see white. They see Italian. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Episode MVP, going to go Dean Pelton since he has a lot of excellent freakout moments. The rest of the main cast doesn't have much to do in this one. P.S. I really hate Chang's unexpected betrayal here. I guess the joke is that it was done to death already, but it really Uh falls flat for me. I don't know, man. The part when he's like, so we're for sure being bought by Subway for sure. He's like, okay, yeah, just check in. Five, five dollars. That part's kind of funny. Any, any, any. Uh, yeah, he was really ready. <laughs> you know that Subway was like, if you're going to sing the song, you have to sing it right. Mm-hmm. It's any five dollar foot long. So get the any, any, any. <laughs> um, all I can say is thank goodness that these last two episodes of season five are not the last episodes in Communities Run. Sure. Uh, and then we got trivia correct. Thanks, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. I'm really sorry for making that joke. I'm sure you've heard it too many times. And I'm genuinely gobsmacked that, Stephen, you must live in a real a real liberal bubble. I do. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily for me, the city of Chicago does not rock that way. Um, the suburbs, I've got a higher chance. But All right, so moving on, let's pop that liberal bubble and let you fall to the depths of my favorite segment of the I week. have two more emails to read. <laughs> <laughs> so i will stay yeah. my execution Did a little Steven longer read the emails <laughs> this week not yet uh <laughs> this one is from our good friend Artie. Hey, hello Artie. starting to prove that you can carry some weight around here <laughs> hey yo you know what i mean she she's really really showing up yeah appreciate it arts yeah um hey zach and steven I'm back again, despite you both calling me an acquaintance at the start of the last podcast episode. What the hell, guys? I'm hurt. But also, I thought that Zach imagining me as a delirious 85-year-old in the home was brilliant, so that softened the blow a little for me. Um, Going straight into the episode, because Zach apparently doesn't like his bread being buttered. (laughs) What a British thing to say. Um, I'll take some butter. (laughs) You can butter me up. I buttered my bagel before I put cream cheese on it. Um, that's overkill it's one or the other butter. <laughs> no 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 no, no because the butter goes with the lemon pepper and the olive oil that i toasted into it because it's salty and sweet um yeah, okay i digress but if you want to hear the rest of that check yeah. out the pre-show because zach and i got pretty into it today we did whenever we talk about food we it get, gets really we get so much heat. more passionately enraged yeah. at each other over food then we than will in the else. next hour of this podcast yeah. by far um rd says this is overall not an enjoyable episode for me i definitely zone out during rewatches of basic story and i only don't skip these last two episodes because season five is already short enough and i just want to stretch out how long it takes for me to watch the entire series Fun fact, in case you weren't aware, in the UK, we call seasons of a show series. And I guess we call a series just the show or program. But they spelled program P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E. Why would you add two extra letters? I love British spellings of things. I love when it has an extra U and stuff. Well, you and Lil are made for each other then because Lil only uses the British spellings of words from what I remember. 
from our time. Don't talk about spelling, my... <laughs> spelling British words. Um, yeah. Actually, on my first attempt to rewatch this episode ahead of the podcast episode, I fell asleep after the insurance guy turned up. Nice. Clutch. I We'll talk about it, but I wish I were asleep. Um, <laughs> Abed's existential crisis while making overall sense on paper just felt cringe and mildly annoying. I didn't see Abed at this point. I saw only Danny Pudi. Across the two-part finale, Shirley has very little to do, and it's a shame considering these are the last full episodes we yep. that we see of her. That's shitty. Also, the prospect of Greendale ceasing Not to exist... Not that they knew that at the time. Ah. But it's true. Ceasing to exist doesn't feel very high stakes. It's a mm-hmm. crappy college that does absolutely nothing to prepare its students for real life, regardless of each student's aspirations, unless they want to be employed in a paintball range or something. Um, and season six, damn, Artie. Uh, and season six could have taken place somewhere. Oh, I get it because they did paintball episodes. I thought just because you didn't need any qualifications to work at a paintball range. You Are know you what? That was my own biases you'd be coming surprised. through. You need a doctorate to work in most fun <laughs> zones. Well, probably because you have to (laughs) do medic. Those paintballs get lodged in people's throats way more often than (laughs) you'd think. Um, And season six could have taken place somewhere else entirely since the show revolves around the group of friends rather than the college itself. I think if the same plot was inserted into any of the previous seasons, there would have been done better and I would have cared more. I don't know about removing the college from the show. I do think it's good as they start to show stuff outside of the college Mm -hmm. more often. But you can't just take Greendale away. That's the show. Is it the show or is it the program? <laughs> or is it the program? The, the, the program me. All right. Anything else already got to say? Uh, some things that I did enjoy, though. Okay. Uh, Shirley drawing a circle around Abed's meta commentary and being proud of herself was adorable. Uh, Jeff saying this inspection is going to be the most boring thing to happen here since Britta dated Troy, because in my view, he was absolutely right about both. That's fair. Yeah, but I didn't moments like before that. banging his ex-girlfriend, yeah, almost. Almost. Um, Ronald Muhammad's opening lines were pretty funny, especially when he went into what the city defines as a dog. That's extra <laughs> funny right now since bees are considered fish now in California. Whoa, <laughs> what? Um, the California Game and Wildlife uh, huh. thing uh, declared bees fish um, so that they'd be protected the same way fish are. Okay. But I don't, I don't know they couldn't just could... protect the bees. Next, the liberals are going to be saying, I declare myself a, a, a wombat just because I, I identify as one. If a bee can be a fish, <laughs> then I can marry my lawnmower. <laughs> Right? Just let the trunk people get married. Um, Hickey telling Starbirds enthusiastically dancing to Dave Matthews Band, if I come over there, there are going to be two sounds, me hitting you twice. Um, and then the in tag, all in tags featuring John Oliver are gold. Yeah, but this is the worst one. It is. It's uh, fine. Trivia. What example, or what does Ronald Muhammad list as examples of different sizes of dog? Oh, no. Bear. Rat. Mountain lion, I think. Uh-huh. That's all I remember. Yeah. Uh, what does Chang write on his notepad while spying on the Save Greendale committee? Tomato. I was just thinking the same spelling. Um, Have you seen... I, I need I need to pepper my tomato before I watch my program. <laughs> <laughs> um, how are Hickey and Ian Duncan potentially related? Hickey lost his virginity potentially to Ian's... Aunt, uh, 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 auntie, auntie, T. 
Yeah. Um, looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this episode, especially if you disagree with anything I've said here. Hope you both enjoy your week. Yours no, and acquaintanceship. You about covered already. it. Uh, all we missed was raccoons. It. Raccoons, yeah. Raccoonie. Raccoons. Raccoonie. Uh, we've got one more email. Okay. From our esteemed chess-beaten <laughs> birther himself, uh, Communities, Matt over at Communities on Twitter. Uh, Hi, guys. Sorry I missed last week. I'm sure my mind was in a wonderful fog of some sort. Hey, oh. dr- crack is whack. Um... I don't recommend. Took a shit ton of youth pills <laughs> and scotch. <laughs> uh, I don't recommend any unnecessary week. surgery, but getting the good surgery, one that you need, and getting pain pills for it is actually a good combination of things. Yeah, congrats! I think the boob job was really tasteful. <laughs> I think you did a great job. Well, I'm glad you you, you, you combined it with the with the Brazilian butt lift because if you're gonna do one, <laughs> you gotta balance that shit out. Yeah, you uh, can bounce a quarter <laughs> off that thing now. <laughs> Uh, um, also, if I would have known you were going to suggest in the previous okay. episode that the admins of this account pose with community DVDs and nothing else, oh, absolutely. I also would not have emailed. I promise deeply that is a horrible idea. <laughs> Although admin Kevin has been posting his own version of Thirst Traps lately on his personal account, this will never happen, at least for me, and you're welcome. Everything's got a price. <laughs> if we... What... How many dollars yeah. would we have to give? Are we talking 15? <laughs> if it's much more than that, we're not going to be able to help you. What if we throw you a free Patreon subscription? $5 tier. I don't think anyone's. <laughs> I don't think anyone's. Oh, shit. I can listen to Nerd Nerdstalgia <laughs> for free? <laughs> Fuck. Um. By the way, we recently had a conversation with the director of this episode, Jay Chandrasekhar. Not bragging. Nice flex, yeah. Uh, (laughs) And we talked about this in, I think, every episode that he did. He loved community, and it showed. If I'm going to pick an MVP, it's the Dean. I really thought he wanted to crush himself with a vending machine. (laughs) Uh, Minor trivia. When the Dean says he wore a wedding ring, he's referring to the pilot. And by the way, the woman sitting closest to the jukebox behind him was his mom. He asked for his mom's help when the wrong song came on. Wait, what? Maybe in the first episode? Okay. Um, Have a great one, guys. Community's Matt. Wait, was Jim Rash's mom? Yeah. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Not to go back and watch it. Yeah. Love moms. Thanks. Now we have uh, to start the whole show over. We missed something. That's the first detail we've ever missed. So now we have to start over. Hello right, and welcome to the first episode. Favorite segment. Not it yet. I haven't done his trivia. To find out. <laughs> uh, trivia. What are the board members' names? Carl and Richie. Yeah, good job. Uh, I finally know them now. Yeah. Uh, what are just different sized dogs? It was the raccoons, raccoons bears, mountain, lion. mountain lions, and you said rat mice. One. Yeah. Um, All dogs. Why did they only put out one trap behind each cabinet for roaches? Oh, this was one of your questions. Kind no, of. No, it wasn't. The, I don't remember that part of the it. The cafeteria food killed most. Killed of them. most of the rest of them. Oh yeah. Okay. And we got them all right. <laughs> Did Steven watch the episode this week? Did Steven watch the episode this week? How you feeling, buddy? I feel like you can do it. I don't know. I was watching it, and like 
at the end of it, I was like, can I talk about it? It was literally when Britta and Jeff were doing their f***ing thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, am I going to say all this stuff or am I going to not? So we'll see. It's all dependent on how much you care is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to get the clock ready. Let me take a little sip of this agua, please. If it pleases the court. Three, two. No, take your sip. No, I, I, you I sipped. Yeah, you you I all sopped. sipped up? You all sipped up? <laughs> I sop. You sipped and sopped? All I right, three, two, one, go. Nothing's going on. The story is pausing. Then someone's going to come evaluate the school. But they saved Greendale, so it's too good. It's profitable. So they have to sell the school now to Subway. So now it's a Subway University. Um, Jeff and Britta are going to bone because what's the point of anything? And then there's buried treasure somewhere because a guy f***ed a computer. And uh, Subway's there. And Shirley just doing nothing. Stop. Time. Did you just call yourself time? Did you yeah. call time yourself? <laughs> I did. That's the one part that I get to do. <laughs> what did I miss? I couldn't remember anything else. There wasn't a lot of flair. <laughs> uh, B plus. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> Um, let's talk about some favorite funny moments. I actually, for an episode that we'll talk about how we felt about, there are a lot of funny things in this episode. I wrote down a lot of things. I have some. Okay, we'll go until you run out of things, and then I'll just bring up the rest as we go through okay. the episode. Okay, um, I think, Shirley, when she was like, there's only one insurance appraiser, and he died on a cross 2,000 years ago. Not necessarily that line, but Jeff looking Jeff at her afterwards, like, what the fuck? <laughs> that um, was really funny. I like the Dean on the announcements in the beginning. Um, yeah. I pressed this button by accident. How are you guys? Good. I love, <laughs> I you. love you. We love we you love too. You too. Um, <laughs> Dean, learn Swedish. I'll do my best. <laughs> <laughs> this was another thing that the reaction was more funny than the actual thing being said. But yeah. uh, when Britta, I wrote a paper on those dogs. <laughs> Nobody said shit. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like, okay, Britta. Um, she had huge fingers for a woman, which is actually really part died. of what killed her. That was one of mine. <laughs> I've seen an insurance appraiser's blood. It's darker. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I liked when the dean said that he could label things. He was finally getting organized and put bad, bad dean. dean on his head. That was funny. That's one of mine, too. I also wrote down, I really like when the insurance guy finishes his speech and he starts to step into the school and he really tests, like, the first three steps. He, like, yeah. really feels them <laughs> out good. to make sure they work. That made me laugh. Uh, I didn't write this down, but I um, think both the Chang... Five dollar foot long dance and the uh, him saying like them it was it was a three prong joke they really they really blew All their the load there are. yeah but they were because they were having the secret meeting they were uh-huh. talking about the buried treasure and Chang was like ah emergency meeting and <laughs> tomato so that was three three levels it was good uh, was that your last one yeah then let's see I will highlight um. Read them all, Zach. Oh, no, no, no. We'll move into the episode. The Dean, when when the school board guys are talking about, like, making money and stuff, and they open the door, and the Dean's just naked. And they're like, why? And they're like, we'll talk about that one later. And they close the door and keep walking. That was Well, funny. and then later on, when Annie and Aved come in there, and the Dean's, like, pants were down again. Like, what the f*** was he doing? <laughs> yeah, okay. 
let's talk about the episode. Tell me in a few words, phrases, tantrums, what you think about this one. It is truly a basic story, but there is no story. So it was just basic. I didn't, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. I think Abed is not in character. That's not true. I feel like in the second half of the episode, quite a bit happens. I guess. I just didn't care about it. Yeah, I'm not saying anything about that, but I don't think totally nothing happens in the episode. I guess it felt like nothing was happening because everything everyone was doing was not making any progress in any direction. They were literally telling us nothing was happening. Yeah. Which I don't think it was cute or clever, so I... Yeah. There are a lot of ideas that this episode tries that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, For example... I already lost my train of thought. Like, for yeah. example, cricket noises. Mm-hmm. I think the insurance appraisal, like, plot line would have been a fine B plot for, like, season that two or three or something. That brings me one of my ideas back. I thought I liked the kind of meta commentary on, as they reach the end of season five, communities trying to prove to the network that they're worth mm-hmm. it. Likewise, Greendale is trying to prove whoever that they're worth it and why they should be invested in a little bit further. I think Mm. that's kind of a funny idea. Uh, I don't know. The episode, I like... So are they saying that they trimmed the fat and now community is at its, like, most efficient because they got rid of Chevy and um, Donald's gone and Dan's back? Maybe a little bit, though, when they're like, we fixed the gas leak. Yeah. There are ideas that work about this episode, and it has a lot of moments that give me that I can't believe this f***ing aired on NBC at 9 o'clock or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's network TV. What's put on network TV used to be a big deal, and there's a full 20 seconds of a dude slurping soup. Like, yeah. they put that on television, and I and, think that's and kind of And before awesome. that kind of humor was at the forefront. Like, today, put that video on Twitter, it's a hit. But, like, at that time, you put that on Twitter, and they'd be like, why the f*** is that guy slurping soup? And not only Twitter, on the same channel as The Voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's pretty <laughs> wild. Uh, the episode has quite a few funny moments. I just think there's no... Re- the idea of there not being an idea, the the joke of, well, what happens in an episode of Community where we're out of stories... Uh, yeah. I don't think they were committed enough to it to make an interesting idea out of it. It ends up feeling exactly like that, like they just didn't have any ideas. Mm-hmm. And some con- and the uh, uh, the audio commentary showed that they were feeling some of that. They had to kind of rush these episodes. They didn't feel as confident in these episodes, and some of the Subway stuff was kind of pressured onto them to help offset costs from previous episodes. So, I have a question, Zach, because yeah, I've, I've never seen the audio commentary with this. Well, you if don't they see have it, an episode... Go ahead. <sighs> On the it, audio commentary, when you have an episode like this, it's uh-huh. not great. Uh-huh. Do they Do say they, that? like... Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, Kinda. not always, but I think they are aware. They talk a lot about we spend a lot of time on some other episodes. Um, the they there was a nice thing in this episode where Dan was like, "If I ever do another live action show, I, I just they were like, why does the studio come to us? Like you're spending too much money. You gotta have some uh, you gotta have some product placement. We gotta make all that money yeah. back when like they shoot." 20 pilots a year that never air. They're uh-huh. trying to make a Spider-Man movie. It's f***ing Sony. Why is it like their brunt to bear that like 
oh, you can't do... You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, this episode, they were kind of rushed to spend less money. They also were told maybe season five would get more episodes, that they would order mm. more episodes. And by the time they were starting these episodes, it was clear that that wasn't going to happen. Maybe they had a plan or like sort of a we have more time to figure out a plan attitude when they were yeah. talking about the end of the season. But yeah, I think they talk a little bit about how it's not the best. Let's dive well, in. Well, as long as they know. <laughs> I mean, they still get the two mil, even if they do a bad job. Nobody on community was getting two mil. <laughs> <laughs> they did a good job starting the episode as they have been with funny Annie lines of like crossing yeah. anything off the list about the school being exercised. <laughs> that was funny. And right from the beginning, there's this bit of they've kind of saved Greendale. They've had a committee to solve all the problems. They've worked together. They've solved all the problems. Um, and so they're kind of celebrating that fact. They're breathing in a sigh of relief, um, which never gets to happen on a sitcom. So it breaks Abed's brain, Yeah, which is kind of the impetus of the episode, which isn't a bad idea. No, because there always is conflict in a show that tries to be very meta about the fact that it's a sitcom that doesn't do normal sitcom stuff. I I like where they're coming from. Like you said, it's a good idea. It's something. just not a story. It's not a good story idea. Mm. It's a funny joke to point at, oh, isn't it funny how TV works, you know? Yeah. What did he think of the Dean's announcement? Like them all being like, I thought it was Abed. Here's something. This is going to be an adventure. And yeah. no, there's nothing going on. He's just saying hi. That's nice. I'm good too. Like, I think it's, it's really I cute. I love you guys. <laughs> Very sweet. Well, and, and it's, you know, unfortunately, Zach, I yeah. honestly truly believe in my heart uh-huh. that like, like it's, it's a good idea to do something like related to that idea. But I yeah. think the book kind of stops there. Like after that, they like tried to really run with it. But you, you can it has stretch to be it like, out so thin. Well, Abed's freaking out because of this and this happens because of it. That's not you know, really what happens. Everyone's Zach, just kind of like, that's stupid, Ovid. I've been watching a lot of Forged in Fire lately. Okay. Um, Is that a reality show where people are in the wilderness? That's what it sounds like. No, so it's actually a reality competition show where, like, three or four people go to this, like, they have to make blades, like swords and knives and oh, stuff. Oh, like now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I have heard of this. I also, in a tj maxx or a marshall's or something found some fucking forged in fire hot sauce and it's i don't know why it exists but it's it's good okay and <laughs> yeah oh but in forged in fire this is how it's episode? connected uh sometimes when you're making a blade zach mm-hmm. you can like have a great piece of steel like wesley snipes yeah and if <laughs> sometimes Wesley Snipes is the good piece of steel. And but but just like the Blade franchise, when yeah. you hammer something out and try and stretch it out too long, yeah, it you just get a really p- thin, unusable piece of garbage. Like Wesley Snipes. Like Wesley <laughs> Snipes. <laughs> and what does that have to do with this? Or you just wanted to talk about how you've been they, watching Forge by Fire took- lately? a good idea and they tried to stretch it out for a whole episode but it's too thin doesn't work it's a metaphor is that school board baby i like the the school board guys a lot the idea do you like the school board guys i think they're funny i like them more than i did when i watched the show in the past but i still they weren't enough for me to like because i don't like them i think sometimes they can be funny 
I think they're funny. I think they're like these frat dudes that mm-hmm. just happen to get this job by like white guy failing their way into yeah. things. Are you guys drunk? Good luck proving <laughs> it before you can or good that's luck a, before we're not proving it before we're not. I think yeah, that's funny. That was I think funny. their demeanor's funny. They're actually one of the parts of the episode that I enjoy the most. Them and like the subway affiliate guy who shows up a little bit later. Mm-hmm. I think they're funny. I, I don't I don't mind them at all in this episode. I think that they have some funny bits. He comes in. They come in to tell the dean that the school is being appraised uh, by an insurance officer guy to prove if the school is worth saving, if or to prove how much money they need to mm-hmm. spend on the school to bring it like up to code, right? And well, not even they just want to see if if the if it has any value. Because I think they're planning on selling it the whole time if it has value, but they're like it's not going to have any value. Yeah. Well, I kind of got the vibe that this is something that happens like once a year. Nah, hasn't happened no. before. You don't think so? No. Well, just like out of school. Like once a year, the insurance appraiser comes by and they're like, your school sucks. This is how much money you need to invest well, into it. Well, but here's my question, Zach. Nah. How often do you appraise your house when you're not about to sell it? Do I look like anyone who could answer that or have <laughs> any ingra- – Well, when I appraise my house, is I like to – No. Well, an appraisal is normally something you only do when you're about to either buy or sell something. It's okay. not a regular basis. So then, activity. why wouldn't they sell it even if it's not worth anything? Well, but then they they'll know it... they can get more than they thought it's worth. I guess what doesn't connect to me from that train of thought is then why are they not worried until after? Wouldn't they be worried in general? That means that they're about to get rid of the school probably. You think that the Greendale 7 knows what the f*** an appraisal is but they didn't know what an asset meant? I'm talking more about Dean Pelton who probably lives here and is about to lose his job. You mean Dean Pelton who didn't know what asset meant? (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Asset's a pretty normal word. (laughs) And they were all like, what? I didn't find the bit of them all playing games on their phone interesting or even the I thought Chang it was supposed to be Fruit Ninja, thing. but apparently it was like a matching game. Well, it's the same as it was in the Ass Crack Bandit episode when Jeff's like tippy tap tap tapping away at his phone and there's all those annoying sound effects. Remember mm-hmm. that? But it sounds like a different game. The other one I thought was more of a Fruit Ninja no, situation. No, this is the same game because Fuck. it's still yelling out the names of fruits and vegetables. Wow. So he's playing a matching game, Lane. Is that what you, well, yeah, Jeff's an old dude. He's not playing Fruit Ninja. He's not Fruit cool. Ninja's awesome. Exactly. I miss Fruit Ninja. Remember when you could play it on the Xbox Connect? I do remember playing yeah. it on the Xbox Connect. Yeah. I remember playing Welcome it back to the... Fruit Ninja Cast. I'd rather <laughs> talk about Fruit Ninja than this episode. Well, here. I don't even think... Well, I don't know. This would rank pretty low over the series, but I don't think it's bad or good. There's funny moments. I don't mind watching it. I like community. I just don't have a lot to say about this one. It doesn't make me feel much. It's yeah. like a. I don't think it's in the bottom five by any means, but it's. You give it a five, five out of series. Out of 10. Is that what you're saying? I said, I don't think it's in the bottom five of the series. But I think it's in my bottom echelon of the series. Yeah. Like when I do my complete list, this is not going to be in the top half at all or even but close. it probably won't be do you think it would be represented in like a top 15 bottom 15 of the show probably really even with yeah. season four being as long as it is how many episodes are in season four 13 it'll be in the bottom 20 
Interesting. I don't think I feel that negatively about it. I just don't really feel about it. Mm-hmm. They don't do anything bad with the characters. They don't do anything that makes me feel like Community wouldn't do that. They have some meta jokes where I kind of get what they're trying to say. Abed, just... for no reason, sees him in a beard talking to himself. We're not there yet. <laughs> but you're right. That's pretty bad, in my opinion. I, what, I, what I really think this episode shows, and Dan pretty much says as much in, in the commentary, is that this is community being kind of tired of being community. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot of pressure to be the show that has to do everything from a fun edge, you know? Or from a from a really clever... I, I'm sure that gets taxing after a while to replicate it a hundred times, you know? Yeah. So they were tapped out. So they did an episode about how being tapped out throws off the universe of the show. Because I'm sure being tapped out throws off the universe of writing the show. Yeah. Like, I, I get where they're at, but that's like a depressing thing, you know? That's yeah. sad. <laughs> don't make that's, an episode about it. <laughs> yeah, don't make an episode about it. Like go, Of your situational comedy show. <laughs> yeah, like, go smoke a mean. joint and then come back and figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't think the episode does enough to dabble. I like it should go a touch more meta with how some of this is specifically talking about the the show and yeah. how the show is in flux and how the show is on the bubble and how if there's not a story, if the story is wrapped up, maybe there's no more stories. I don't know. It needs to go a little bit deeper into that, and it doesn't quite. Because yeah. it's really not even an Abed episode. No, it's not. And these jokes didn't make me laugh when Abbott's like, it's the lack of story and doesn't finish. And or when he's walks running from the camera. To the soup guy. Yeah, I don't know. I like that they put this image on national television. <laughs> yeah. And that homes were w- flipping between this and deal or no deal, you know. Here's what would have made an episode that I liked. Okay, let's hear it. That moment, it switches completely. You don't have anything else that happens the rest of the episode. It switches to just following normal shit happening around Greendale and them in the background doing stuff. I kind and of not calling attention too. to it, but like it's literally just follows like normal people that are camera students. footage. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like in the background having their adventure, but people are just going to class. Oh, I actually, do this I actually really like that idea. I think that if, would have been a great episode. The plot of the episode could still be the same. It could still be that the school is being appraised, uh-huh. and we could follow different classrooms, and like the dean could pop into each one with yeah. the insurance adjuster guy. And Subway could still buy the school, but it's happening in the background as we're like watching someone take a class exactly. on ice cream cones. Exactly. Yeah, I would have loved that. And I think the show wants to... I think they kind of have that idea, too, because some of it feels that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like Intro to Knots, where they shoot it cool for a second, and then, and then they go back to the episode. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting idea. I liked when they find the wedding ring, and they're talking about the Dean, and Annie doesn't know what to say when she's like, who's the lucky... Uh, <laughs> I thought that was really funny. And the Dean breaking the tension with, it was my mom's, not giving her any answer. I thought that was a pretty funny That bit. was great. Jim Rash does lift this episode. Mm-hmm. Annie has is, an okay episode, too. Is the only reason that they're bringing this up to put the getting married thought in Jeff's head for later? Maybe. I didn't even think about that. Because the Dean's like, everyone just wants to settle down, huh? And Annie and Jeff both have a moment where they're thinking like, oh, maybe it would be nice to. Yeah. This does kind of feel like 
season five of a show going through the motions a little bit. We're touching a little bit on the love triangle like we did in season two. We get a little, in this scene, you could be like, maybe Jeff and Annie are exchanging looks, but then later we're going to get the rug pull and it's going to be a Jeff and Britta thing Mm -hmm. again. And maybe they're not going to get to keep the school going. And maybe they're all living in a TV show again. There's no like... And there's no even, like, in D&D where they're like, and now we're doing this again. Yeah. It just feels like they're, like, mishmashing things that work about community together, uh, trying to fit it into an episode that has no plot to make a plot out mm-hmm. of it. I don't know. It doesn't feel as soulless as season four does sometimes, but it yeah. also isn't as quick and colorful and fun as season four could be sometimes. Yeah. It's kind of slow-paced. The jokes are a little too far spaced out sometimes, and I'm not that invested in, in the storyline. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like the show could have gotten a lot more mileage out of not knowing whether they were going to come back or not. Yes. They hint that, at it a little Then at least bit. that ties into the show instead of saying, oh, we're getting sold immediately. Okay. There's a section later on where they're kind of like talking about what's going to happen if they don't see each other all the time anymore. And I don't know. It feels half-assed when in other seasons, even season four and in season three, they were really like, this might be the last hurrah. Yeah. Uh, what should these characters do as their last thing? And this one is literally just like, we might get canceled and we're tired. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like, why does Abed run from the camera? What? Do you, what is that bit? He's like, the answer to the problem is in the teacher's lounge. And then we cut to like, he's like look over the there. And lounge. then he runs. He's got to escape the, the fourth wall, Zach. I don't get it though doesn't he want there to be a story why would he try to escape the camera if he wants there to be a story wouldn't the stuff that's not a story be happening off camera or does he think if he gets away from the camera story will start to present i it makes no sense i'm sad (laughs) at least this part's kind of funny i don't even think his speech is funny he talks a bunch and i zone out I like the stairs. And I come back for the... Well, and here's the, the thing. They, like, thing. could have like done something with, with Shirley, like, dragged out Jeff, like, actually hiding his real feelings and nervousness, but instead he just, like, brushes it off a few times. And this and actor then... is such a, com- a, a comedic mainstay, and they give him a couple yeah. little moments, but they kind of waste him. Yeah. He's the lawyer on Sunny, right? No. No. He's, he's on, on Sunny. He's in, Maybe, but he's on Mad TV. He is the lawyer on Sonny, isn't he? He's not the lawyer on Sonny, no. That's a different guy. Is he a lawyer on Sonny? That would make sense, but he's not the one that they they always with. Yeah, that's a different guy. This guy was on Mad TV. I'm pretty sure he was, look what I can do. He is. That's my favorite Mad TV skit. Yeah. And he was in Austin Powers. I feel like he was one of Dr. Evil's henchmen in Austin Powers. Mm, He's a funny dude. I believe that. He does a good job, uh, but... I don't know. I like the part of him walking through the school and mm-hmm. uh, when they're in the cafeteria and he's trying to f*** with the, the soda machine and all that. That's probably my favorite part of the episode. Yeah. This makes me sad. I want to do a really good podcast for these people. I want to be up. I want to be positive. I want to be, you know, spitting jibes. And I don't hate this episode. I just feel so little nothing about this episode. I We always do this episode where we like – this show, this podcast, where we go through the entire episode and talk about it as we go through it. And we haven't talked about one thing it. that's happening because there's not nothing talk- of note to talk yeah, about. The, we've, we've, all, we've always done it that way, even in episodes where it's been tough to do it that way. Yeah. But this one's tough to the point where I almost want to be like – 
And that was the episode. MVP goes to nobody. Everybody, let's just go home. And Why call the it. hell does Abed, in an episode where we have no reason to believe that we're in an alternate universe or things are happening to the world that's weird, Abed now all of a sudden can outrun the camera and he can see himself as Godbed standing in front of him with a white beard telling him to. What? And then Leonard walking up and saying, unsubscribe. That's a waste of a good Leonard. That was a waste of a good Leonard. How do you uh, f*** up Leonard's line? What I think the problem is, it doesn't have to make sense because even the episodes that have a logic to follow when Abed's going through his stuff, I'm sure plenty of people watch him and it's just yeah. nonsense to him. It's just that it's not quick and funny. And that Abed hasn't really had a lot going on this season. And when he has, he seemed like he's got it kind of together. I we They could have done so much more with Abed this season as he lost his friend. Um, instead, they kind of just wanted to move stuff forward and forget about it. But yeah. if we were going to have like a big Abed mental breakdown because the show isn't a show anymore, we should have been having him be kind of anxious all season. Or at least like anxious this episode. I don't, I don't know. Because they could have done an episode where you have this same Abed line, but where he's like, everyone's leaving one at a time. It's only a matter of time till it's just me left and I'm alone again. Or not even everyone's leaving one at a time because that feels like a show. More just like it doesn't matter what happens one way or the other because this is real life. Maybe some mm -hmm. people leave. Maybe some people will stay. Maybe the school stay open. Maybe it won't. Who cares? It's a school, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. They're not my MVP, episode. but honorable mention to the vending machines. That's like one of the funniest parts of the whole episode. Very and the and the only machine. part that I remembered from this episode was the shaking of the vending machines. Before watching it, that's all yeah. you remembered. Yeah. Honestly, this is an episode that doesn't have a lot to remember because even last week when I was like, next week we're talking about, I thought Basic Sandwich was the next episode, mm -hmm. and the Basic Story was the last one. But no, it's this one. I kind of thought the stuff that happens next week like all happened this week. I, that, I, they all run together for me, and then I was like, oh, it's none only of that's like this week. The last third of this episode feels like the first third of next week's, mm -hmm. and the first two-thirds of this episode feel like nothing. Yes. So here is after the soda machine thing, and I do like his line when he mentions all of the the things that are fixed. The, the fire exits actually yeah. lead outside, I think, is really funny. Uh, the agreed deals of value. Everyone's excited about it. Again, with your Doop. theory, if they Doop. know Doop. what this guy's here before at all, why are they not like, oh, shit, that sucks. We're going to get sold. They don't why know they what any it? of the words mean, Zach. <laughs> okay. They just think it means they're special. I do like how this season has had the running Dave Matthews band joke. And yeah. that... It's just the one song that they paid for this season, <laughs> so they'll break it out whenever they get a chance. It's great. Everyone dancing, celebrating, but there's nothing <laughs> really to celebrate. It feels like a half-assed celebrate. Uh, they're going to sell the place. The place has value, so they're going to sell it. And now everybody's sad. And now the school's going to end. Even if they're selling it, why does everybody have to leave? Because it's going to not be the same school anymore. But why would it not be the same school, but now it has a subway and it's sponsored by TJ Maxx and you... You know what I mean? Well, because they're turning it into a TJ Maxx if they TJ Maxx had gotten it. But they're not. They're keeping it a school. It's just a sandwich school. Ah. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Would they have TJ Maxx school? Yeah, you have to learn how to fold a shirt. <laughs> But all this shit's hung up. 
So Abed comes in. He was gone <laughs> while everything was happening, and while he was gone is when everything happened. It's kind of funny, I guess. The Dean is great. The Dean is great in this episode. Nothing mm-hmm. he does makes me feel shrug. I like the Dean in this one a lot. And the sight of Jeff picking up the Dean and putting him away, it makes the Dean look so small. Yeah. It makes Jeff look so big. I like it. I do too. This episode feels like it has this weird meta commentary when they're talking about, like, we saved Greendale. And now what's the point? Makes me feel like Dan Harmon is saying to us, they got me rehired and we got to fix the show. And now here we are and I don't have any ideas and we're still making this show. Am I going to f*** it up? I feel like there's a lot of insecurity from the writers showing in this episode. Mm. Do you see what I mean or do you think I'm just being crazy? I... Don't see it as insecure. See, I, I saw it more of a, like a fuck you. Like you, you're canceling us when we're, because we're great. No, I don't think it's that. Dan Harmon saying we fixed said it. some of that stuff while we're watching it. Well, we got to talk about, uh, in the audio commentary, Dan Harmon was talking about like, this episode was kind of me, uh, I don't know, being tapped out on some of that stuff and being like, I, I'm not. He said something about how they used to write in, like, what what Chevy would say into the script and stuff. And this was him being like, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's just going to be a normal show now. Mm. I don't know. It seemed like Dan was really going through something. And, like, he was really, like, depressed at the end of season five. And I don't think he was really that happy with what they were doing. And I think he felt like he lost his job and everyone made such a big deal that the genius comes back and then he comes back and like is he the genius you know yeah, what i mean that's fair i think he's uh, well, let's talk about fucking jared fogel yeah jared fogel's in this shot it's an alarming well you image. know what i said when this happened i was like they keep this in but they cut dungeons and dragons because chang was they had there's a, a convicted pedophile playing himself it's not like Kevin Spacey played a character. It's a convicted pedophile as mm-hmm. himself being like, look at this cool celebrity that showed up for the subway thing. Uh, before that happened, but only a couple of years, you know, like this was pretty late yeah. in the Jared the Subway Guy career. Uh, yeah, it's, it is it is pretty alarming to have him show up on the screen. I don't like it very much. I didn't like it either. And we've got him in the Zoom chat. He's here oh, to talk no. about his appearance. Jared Fogle. How you doing today, buddy? Oof. This is your turn. Now you do a Jared Fogle impression. How you no. doing, Jared? Welcome to the show. Uh, what's it like? You getting your three meals over there? Hi, guys. I'm really glad to be oh, here. No. Uh, this is such an honor. Uh, working on community was a dream. Oof. A little old for my taste, but it was really nice. Oof. <laughs> Flush the toilet on that one. I'm coming at you live from the only jail above a subway in Bloomington. <laughs> <laughs> His actual punishment was in jail. He has to work at Subway now. Like, so what's your guys' deal on the podcast? You kids in high school? Uh, <laughs> no, you know, you know anybody? <laughs> Oof. Yeah. And that will be the most enthusiastic we get about this. <laughs> yep. I like how there's literally a line in the episode where they're like, "Please tweet to save Greendale." 
<laughs> yeah. It I, has, oh my god. It has no, I don't mind that. It has it reminds me of that episode near the end of the original run of Arrested Development where they're all the commercials and it's like somebody dies on tonight's <laughs> massive Arrested Development. Yeah. And then there's one part in the same episode where the narrator is like, "Please tell your friends about this show." Where they're yeah. just like begging, they're like, "Keep us on the air in any way you can." And I kind of think stuff like that's funny. I, this isn't as good as that, but it kind of yeah. reminded me of that. That's fair. <laughs> I do like the Duncan, because I don't exploit them to this. He was talking about, yeah, they come to me for my atheistic rants. <laughs> yeah. He would be the, he reminds me very specifically of someone that I used to live with who t- tweets a bunch of annoying, obnoxious stuff nice. to an audience of about 50 people who That's never incredible. react to his stuff, but I feel like he takes himself and what he posts really seriously, you know? Like I don't my think I follow that person on, on Twitter. My hot take on Southwest Airlines. <laughs> you know I mean? At Southwest Airlines, answer for yourself. And they're like, no. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. If you don't got that blue check, we don't give a fuck. It's true. I'm depressed, Steven. I'm really depressed about this podcast. Well, you know... <laughs> We don't have to be depressed about the podcast. It's like, hard, we're not, it's hard about not the show to let community. it lean in. It, it's you're depressed not a lot about to be fun and quick episode. and zippy and zany about as we trudge through this. Really episode. trudge. We are doing our best. Trudge. But it is like, because here's the problem. Uh-huh. Our show is about pointing out the little intricacies, the funny things that happen, the, the story beats. But there's... Quite literally. This one takes a big red arrow and points directly at the three of them and then does nothing for 15 minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not a lot to be like, did you catch when Abed runs away from the camera? That was funny. No, because it's like very, very obvious every little trick that they have in this episode. And I don't even give them props for the, oh, Abed said buried treasure here and it actually, he was right. Abed was right all along. No. It doesn't get... Well, that's another thing. And one of my problems with next week's episode, even though I like it better, buried treasure? What? (laughs) Also, how does that make the school not worth selling? How does that that, solve their problem? uh, Because they can... Well, maybe they could, like, buy the school. Back from Subway? But they don't, like, say that, you know. Or maybe they could at least give the... Uh, study the uh, school board guys enough money that they wouldn't sell it or something. I don't know. I don't know what the point is. But it's I already have a, subway school. They changed I have more all of an issue that there's literally buried treasure within Greendale. Greendale is this cheap ass school that never had a cent. And we're going to find out next week that it was like this uh, cutting edge early computer school at a point and this like computer billionaire like it housed all of his stuff and has been living on. I don't know. I feel like it tries to Chang was crawling through the vents for like three years he didn't stumble upon that it tries to deepen like the greendale backstory in a way that for some shows in a late season episode could work but for me kind of feels weird i don't like it, it with the really massive power and knowledge that the goddamn air conditioning reply school or repair school had they didn't know that there was a secret computer dungeon but honestly, that's fair, though. If there can be a whole air conditioning cult annex that we don't hear about for a season and a half, I guess there can be an underground computer orgy that we don't hear about for five years. I guess. 
I guess it makes as much sense. And honestly, I like it about the same amount, to be honest. That's fair. I promise that I like community. This is – let's take a moment to address the point of doing a podcast rewatch show. Uh, it, it's to the point where we have done an episode of community at a time, week by week, for so long, watching each episode multiple times to mm-hmm. take notes, to really get to know the episode, to where I am 100% removed. I still love the show, and when I watch yeah. the episode for the first time every week, I have a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. I'm 100% removed from, like, I don't know, it's just a different thing at this point. Yeah. You can't not help but be a little burned out on it at totally. times. And when this is the episode that we're talking for an hour and a half about... It makes it a little hard. Yeah. I will say that it, I'm, I'm at the point now. I wasn't for probably the first three or four, probably the first three seasons that we were doing of this show. I couldn't watch any community outside of this because I couldn't not watch it with the lens of like critiquing it. I think I'm at the point now where if like I'm visiting my mom or something and she and my siblings are watching like community, I can like be fine. But like, it's really fun, especially the first three seasons, to start yeah. to go back to some of that again. I think I'll probably binge through the show to rank the episodes mm-hmm. and watch it from a different lens. I'm really looking forward. Because if I just watched this episode and then watched the next one, I wouldn't feel the way it's that fun. I feel right now. Yeah. But today I had to watch this episode and be like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm doing today. <laughs> you know, yeah. basic story. And watching story. it more than once without watching a different episode in a short mm-hmm. span of time makes it all the more glaring the parts that you're not excited or invested in. Yeah. So we've still got like eight minutes through the episode. And if you what want more want of this, about? come over to <laughs> patreon.com <laughs> slash can't disappoint podcast. The people know what it is. We usually have tons of shit to say. Yeah. Chang sell out uh, any, uh, any, $5 any dollar five. foot long dance is nice. Someone I think five in one of the emails dollar. mentioned – Chang selling out the study group uh, being something that didn't work for them. I kind of like that. The study group accepts it. Chang doesn't try to hide it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, okay, Chang's going to go do his weird thing. Yeah. All right. I think that's kind of funny. I'm glad they didn't make it like more of a thing. Th- there's they, no actual threat because yeah, of Chang. They did because the Chang's not a threat it. anymore. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, Green Day. Green Day. <laughs> That's not the first time I've done that. Greendale is becoming a Subway University, and I like the school board guys and and the guy from Subway walking through, talking about what they're gonna do with the school. Uh, the school board guys going from like we're so proud of this school to like this school's a piece of shit, <laughs> and the guy being like, what I thought you were proud of it. And then the dean crying in his office. That's a really good visual of them opening the door. Yeah. The dean, why? And we're just closing. All right, we'll come back to that later poised really well it's filmed really well the conversation about subway and its bread is really funny and that came from a studio they said said white bread and bun in the script and subway corrected them so they turned it into a joke that's which is really funny well actually the the guy's voice the subway guy's voice is really good Mm -hmm. well actually we don't have bread we have we don't (laughs) have buns we have bread and abed's turn about well what do you call the units of bread (laughs) breads that's my favorite abed bit in this whole episode yeah here's one thing i'll say this is what brings in what i think is the best part of this episode the team up of annie abed and the dean 
I think they're a nice little team. They're all kind of crazy. They all get excited together. They're all like bouncing off the walls. They really have that vibe of like those three friends in school that are really hyper together whenever they get together. Mm-hmm. And I think it works in this episode. I like, I like it. seeing the three of them together. It's one of my favorite things in it. Lots of one lots pack of one here. Pack here. Uh, they're uh, looking, they're at, the looking at the pictures on the dean's, on the dean's wall, dean's wall which is going to lead us to the very treasure, treasure thing. thing. Uh, one, this, uh, one, this is a picture, picture from our civil rights march. It was from 1987. It said segregation. There's a picture of the dean and JFK. It is really badly photoshopped. This is when we started offering Photoshop classes. And then and Russell, then Borcher. Russell Borcher. We learn about, we learn Russell, about Borcher. Russell Borcher. Uh, uh, I do like the Borcher. Like Borcher, 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 We learn a little, learn bit, a little about bit about Dale, Dale history here. Borcher, Borcher became, became a, a what, billionaire, billionaire computer, computer guy after learning stuff in Greendale. And had a reputation for having sexual interest in computers. And perhaps having died of the first human computer virus. Which is pretty funny. And we learn next week that that's, that's, that that's not true. Uh, it is, kind of, it is funny, kind of funny, but it's a but weird... It's a weird- I think a I think part, a big of this, part of this now that I'm now that I'm back thinking on back it, on it when, this when this episode first came out, came out I did think I did that there was a good chance that these were the last were the two last episodes, episodes of the community. Yeah. yeah, it did not it did look like it was like it was going to get renewed. And then at first, it first it did. So so they were introducing Borcher and all of this new Greendale backstory and another like we got to save Greendale and this is how we're going to. And I thought I thought I was watching my favorite show for the last time. And I just wanted to hang out hang out at Greendale. I don't want to. I don't want to turn subway, into subway for maybe the last, maybe the two, last episodes. two episodes. I want to yeah. hang, out, hang with out with my friends, my friends you, know? you know? I agree. I agree. When the I, show, I, finally, the show ends finally ends next year, next year, or next, season, or next season, they definitely, they get, definitely that right. get that right. Just wanting to be wanting with, to the friends be with the friends one more time. One more time. That's, That's good. good. Very glad Very that this is the first part of the series finale. I like that the Dean just has the bad Dean label on his forehead for this entire scene. The bad dean. The bad dean. dean that's dean, one of that's our one postcards, of our postcards that, we that we send out to our Patreon, Patreon people. So people, 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 the truth is behind this picture. Did you know that it says the truth is behind this picture? He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Oh, it meant that literally. Funny jokes. Funny. Don't need the whole treasure thing. I did really appreciate that everyone uh, takes an ample amount of time to read the letter instead of just oh, gasping as soon yeah. as they look. They give everyone the chance to read it because it's real life, you know. <laughs> the The radio doesn't automatically have the news that you need to hear. You have yeah. to wait a minute for the song to stop to get to the news. I liked a lot of the shots of... Man, I would have liked your B-roll version of this episode that's just... The halls of Greendale, because I mm-hmm. like all of the subwayification yeah. of the school. The subway beings and the, the library signs. becoming yeah. the subwayery. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make the transition to teaching sandwich law? It's essentially the same, I'm sure. Just, Just a bit more, more focused. <laughs> Jeff gets a Subway black card. I would love that because my go-to subway. subway sandwich is not a $5 foot long, and I would love to make it a $5 foot long. It's exactly what I said to Lily. $5 foot longs for life. Back in the day when this aired, there probably was more $5 foot long options than what you Yeah, nowadays. nowadays we didn't know how good we had it. Yeah, uh, $10 is going to get you just about any foot long, and to get $5 foot longs, for life, just imagine how much a footlong is going to be in another 15 years. Exactly. Exactly. Well, now let's move into this. 
I really, really, really don't like this part of the episode. What's to the Jeff and Britta scene? Britta is in the darkened, emptied study room. Jeff comes to find her there. They're going to bond and and kind of mourn the loss of group that they have and find some solace in how all of this started with Jeff coming after Britta. That I like. I like the whole, isn't it crazy that all of this started because I was trying to have sex with you? And uh, now I don't because all... he said trying to nail you. No, I whatever. I don't mind it that much. He's like, isn't it crazy that that's you how it started? You don't say nail And now five years later, we've friend. gone through all this and we're about to lose it. And what was the point? What did I get out? Steven, I am sick and tired of woke <laughs> PC culture sucking the fun out of everything. You mean when I tried to nail you? <laughs> no, that doesn't bother me. And here's what I'm going to say. When I, this episode first came out, the Jeff Britta thing didn't bother me that much. One, because when the show is still airing, I was closer to shipping Jeff and Britta than I was to anything else, especially now that Troy is out of the equation. And two, I think it kind of works that they're just the people that are so crazy that all of a sudden they're like, why am I not married? I'm leaving college. Where am I going to go? Let's just marry each other. We know each other. I don't know anybody else. Let's get married. Let's have kids. Let's hate each other. Let's do it right now. I think that's funny, but the show doesn't really make it funny, at least in this episode. It, there's a little, there's some sincerity to it. And that doesn't feel real or right. I don't like it. Tell me about it. I was fine with it until he said nail you. Everything from is then that, on. Are you really that? I didn't like that one bit. That got a big thumbs down from me. If you're comfortable with someone, like, it's to, it's similar to how I would, like, say really mean things to you that I wouldn't say to other people because I'm comfortable with you. Jeff and Britta are clearly very comfortable with each other to where Jeff knows that he can say stuff like that to Britta and she's not going to take it a certain way. It's grody. I could absolutely say to Lily, I nailed you the other night because it's a joke and we'd laugh about it. Because you're in a relationship together, not just friends. I don't know. But they have that comfort of having had sex with each other a lot before. I suppose. I, I mean, like I guess I, I can kind of see, but it, I, it's a weird thing to get that hung up on. I think. Rub me the real wrong way. It did not I'll nail me. I'll nail your rub the right way. I'd love that. Also, Gillian Jacobs is just flat out adorable. She's just adorable. What a cutie. She is a cutie. Who you don't disrespect by saying I was trying to nail you. Oh my god, calm down. How rude. To, to our Gillian? Um, I do like when they're shooting the lines back and forth about being like, and get a dog that we hate or whatever, or a house that we hate and learning about our favorite brand of olive. All of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I've had in my head. Jeff's I'm gonna get 40 years old. And do all this stuff. Grow up, Jeff. not that much younger. Then they should be. <laughs> she, they say she's 33. She's 33. Yeah. That's not that much younger. Jeff is 40 years old. I'm not saying that because there's an age difference. I'm saying that because they're adults don't be idiots to your community like, college yeah i maybe i'm just a grump on this one zach 
But this well, is no, sand because to me. this time watching the episode, I didn't like it. And I remember the first time that this happened when I watched it being like, that's so fucking batshit crazy insane that that just happened that I was kind of on board for it. This time, not really. Because I always knew nothing was, obviously nothing is going to happen of this just because that's not what community does. Jeff and yeah. Britta are not going to get married. Um, and honestly, to say how I truly 100% feel about it, we're going to need to see next week's episode and how it deals with it. Because mm. I do think they just treat them as like those crazy drunk people making out over there that nobody really takes seriously. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of funny. Steven's just mad because he's never nailed abroad. <laughs> I don't nail. I make sweet tepid I love. make sweet <laughs> Exactly. While putting on my record player. I wasn't crazy about them setting up for a bed and sex and yeah. how there's just like. Let's make it a number eight. Clearly there's no love from people between these people because they're setting up their sex as if it's a combo meal. Yeah. Uh, and then they don't get to f which it, why would we watch this episode? That's the only thing. That's the first thing that's I've been excited to see this entire episode. <laughs> and yeah. then it gets ruined right away. But the Dean and Annie and Abed, even though I don't care about the buried treasure thing, it's impossible to not be charmed by just the electric energy the three of them have. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny, and I feel like there's a lot of shades of Allison, Jim, and Danny in this. I feel like yeah. this is what they do off camera all the time. But just the way that they're so excited and in sync with each other, the way Abed moves in this scene yeah. is something else. It reminds me a lot of, uh, do you remember the Weekend Update bit where Fred Armiston and Christian Wig would come out and one of them would start making up a song and the other one would have to like sing that song with them. It yep. gives me a lot of that. Like when they're all like lowering down together because one of them started doing it and they all started doing it. It gives yep. me that kind of vibe. I think it's really funny. Those skits are really funny. Mm -hmm. This is pretty much the end of the episode. They're I, I do think it's funny when they're trying to be really quiet. And the Dean's like, and we've got to be really quiet because there's hidden buried treasure. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut. It is a good build of a joke because then we cut to Chang, who's like, oh, yeah, something's going on. Secret meeting. <laughs> and then all he wrote down was tomato as he's been cowering behind a tomato. It is pretty funny. That's a good one. That's the end of the episode before we get to the end tag. Here's what I want to say before we move on. This is what I think the major pro problem of this episode is. I don't think this episode was ever supposed to be an episode. Mm -hmm. I don't think the season finale was supposed to be two episodes. I think there was going to be another episode, and as all of the pressures that be came in, and as that last episode came longer or or whatever, I think they took the first third of that last episode and made it the last third of this episode and kind yeah. of like mishmashed a first half of a two-parter out of like eight minutes of content. Well, from and the here's next what I'll say, Zach. I think that I am a lot more okay with a bunch of like chaotic stuff happening in a finale episode than I am in a bunch of chaotic, unimportant things happening in a two-part episode. Sure. What do you think about this intag? Um, it's not the best one. I think there's a couple of funny potential bits, but I they do a great job with it. I just don't think they were given anything that great to work with. The second half of this season has needed more John Oliver. Mm -hmm. After the episode that was kind of Duncan-focused, I didn't really care to see him so much, but yeah. now that he's not been in it that much, I've been missing him. 
Uh, the fake Irish, or not Irish, obviously, the fake British mm-hmm. drinking song that they do about Skunk Thorpe is pretty funny. I know Lincolnshire is a real place because there's a place Skunk called Lincolnshire. Skunk Thorpe is not a real place. Right. Uh, it's a suburb of Chicago. So I thought that was funny that they made up the drinking song and all that. But whenever the joke is, I f***ed this person, my mom's this person, are you my dad? No, I don't know. It's, Did it's you f*** it, my mom, Santa? It's an easy joke to make. But honestly, is it one of the best parts of the episode? Probably. Yep. <laughs> it sure is. And that's the end of the episode. Let's not stretch this thing out any more than we have. Just like we talked on the pre-show today about stretching out the last year of this podcast, we are going to stretch this podcast out. Much as far like as it a can forger go. on Forged in Fire stretches a piece of steel to its limit. We have stretched this episode to its limit. It's funny, last time we recorded a podcast together, we recorded four podcasts in one day. Mm -hmm. Today we've done about the equivalent of two hours worth of stuff, and I'm way more worn out than I was. Me (laughs) too! So let's wrap this up, Steven. In this episode, that is a weird kind of miss. It's, Mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder to point out exactly what doesn't work about it. It's just... A nothing episode. I don't know. I don't hate it, but I I hate it the more that we spend talking about it today. I did who's not like your, it. Who's your MVP? For me, it's a pretty easy Dean Pelton yeah, MVP this Dean. week for me. Yeah, he's funny. Yep, which is all it takes in this episode. Yep, he's he's very funny. Uh huh. And he's one of the only things in this episode that's consistently very funny. Mm -hmm. Hey, here's what I'll say. Lily and I usually watch these episodes for the first time together each week, like the night before we record. And this was about the first time I can remember, even in season four, where there weren't a lot of laughs. We weren't. We were just kind of sitting in silence watching the episode for a good section of it. And this show's so funny, so that's kind of a bummer. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the podcast, too, so that's kind of a bummer, isn't it? No laughs were had, no fun at all. But next week, we're going to see how they uh, – it almost makes it even more daunting that this is a two-part because the first half was not the best. Well, we can only go up from here, though. Yeah, next week, we're going to see how they wrap this up. Subway takes over. Uh, Borch's secrets are revealed. Over, yeah. Next week, we're going to see how we wrap this up. Season 5, the th- – third potential series finale community ad mm-hmm. we're gonna reach all into that sandwich bag next week so send us in your trivia your episode mvp and your favorite funny moments from basic sandwich to can't disappoint podcast at gmail.com if you like what we do here which after this one i'm not sure if anybody still will <laughs> you can support us on patreon for all kinds of extra content patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast and steven where else can the people find us you know if, if you're know if you want to be one of our 48 Twitter followers, uh, <laughs> go over and follow us there over at You Can't It's a Pod. We're For also a lot of on Instagram. rants. Most, mostly. Just like Duncan. <laughs> uh, we also are on Instagram under the name Can't Disappoint Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also on Facebook and YouTube under the whole name of the show. So just go ahead and run from that camera and press the mm-hmm. like button, I guess. I guess. Uh, and. Uh, whole name of the show you can't disappoint a podcast on facebook and youtube that's where we are you know who we are what we are they are who we thought they were that's all i got for that one well let's get out of here buddy there's only one way to end this zach i'm sorry the way to end this is we're sorry let me press the button real quick what
Yeah, guys, we're real sorry about this one. It was a dud for everyone involved, but I hope you had fun in our frustration. We will be back next week from inside the Dreamatorium. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week. Between us grow deeper